When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel. Sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston and get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All right, fellas. That's here a we win. are again. That's a win. Celtics. Timberwolves. Jimmy, Bobby, Josue, what's up, fellas? Uh, Celtics take this one. Uh, made it a little bit more interesting than maybe we all wanted it to be. 104 to 102 in Minnesota to get off the the you know the little bit of a losing. No John tonight. John would have came yeah, if they who's lost. John. Oh, are you kidding me? He would have been the first guy here tonight if they lost this game, but he <clears> instead <throat> wished us well after. Um, I think what a lot of people would think was, um, again, not the sharpest performance from start to finish by these guys. I think we're going to pick out some obvious, um, you know, some positives, some negatives, as we like to do. Um, but at the end of the day, they did get uh, the win there. So you got to give them credit for that. Uh, I'll throw it to you guys first. Just give me, um, I guess, maybe your main takeaways from this one as uh, we get into it here. I didn't. Go ahead, Josue. Uh, no, I was just gonna. I was gonna leave with Jalen. You know, I, I think we we he deserves that much, right? I, I just feel like in this game he was um, effective and he was also attacking the rim. And I love when he's that aggressive, especially you know late in the second half when Anthony Edwards was really heating up. And you're starting to think, here we go again. Mm-hmm. This thing is way too close for comfort. But look, the guys that we've been hardest on, I say we collectively as as media members, is obviously the two guys we've been talking about a lot the last couple of weeks, which is Grant Williams and Marcus Smart. And those are the two guys who made the big plays, you know, in late in the fourth quarter. So I thought that I just think that stuff is huge, especially for someone like Grant Williams, who uh, you know, got meaningful minutes all throughout and especially, you know, at the end of the game, he, he turned Missoula turned to him because they, they needed those rebounds. They needed those, you know, extra possessions. And um Obviously, the, he, that, that took trust. You know, he, he trusted to to put Grant in that in that situation in that moment, and he didn't disappoint. He didn't disappoint. Crazy. I mean, look, he got the big rebound. He got, he, you know, he got tied up, and then he made the big play off the, uh, you know, off the jump ball. They got the ball to Tatum, another possession. Tatum goes to the free throw line. It's a two possession game with one point seven seconds left. I mean, like that's the kind of stuff that it's got to be automatic. You know, you got to make those big plays, and, and especially in the postseason when things matter the most, and especially for someone like Grant who's been in and out of the rotation. So I just think that that stuff, this is, this is a big uh, momentum build building type of performance for Grant. Yeah, this isn't a great game. I think there's a lot to not like out of this one. And you would have hated a collapse uh, as they almost went on night. Oh yeah. You almost got it. 
But Grant steps in there, grabs that offensive rebound. I, I thought they handled the boards better down the stretch. Uh, timely stops throughout this one, too, to cut runs off. Minnesota ended up going down by double digits. Rallied a few times. It could really only get a few possessions away throughout much of this game. So Celtics dug into a defensive mindset early. I like the way they guarded uh, up until late. Edwards got going quite a bit in that second half so uh, you, you escape with a win here you're happy with that I thought Brown was excellent again like you Joe Sway um, there were stretches where they tried to emphasize him later where the playmaking kind of slipped uh, with him and the Timberwolves were able to survive a couple possessions there with Gobert on defense that led them right back into the game but other than that a perfect night for him Tatum struggles smart showed some life which is encouraging. Same with Grant, though. I don't think either of those guys came away with bounce-back games in this one. And you skated by against, I think, a team that's better than people think. Uh, This is a solid Minnesota team. Like They do Mm -hmm. some things that could bother a smaller Celtics team. I think they prevented the Celtics from playing small for a lot of this game. I know we'll complain about White's minutes, but I think that was probably necessary. Um, But overall, you escape. You feel good about that. Where are you falling on, Jimmy? Well, a few things stand out. Again, this was a Jalen Brown-led game, um, and that seems to be becoming more of the norm recently. And really, you know, you can't talk about the Celtics without talking about Tatum and Brown. So I know we joke that we don't talk about Brown enough on this show, but certainly he was the star of tonight's game. And vice versa, another struggle from Jason Tatum, really from Star. I don't think Tatum ever got going, yeah. He didn't. Yeah. Finished 4 of 16. Uh, he, you know, if he didn't go to the line, he would have ended up with three points tonight. You know, I mean, the guy the guy went to the line 16 times, 14 of 16. 14 of his 22 points tonight were from the line. 0 of 8 from 3. And, um, you know, he's even said it. You know, he's got to come out stronger with more energy, kind of set the tone early on. He's not doing that. You know, luckily they have another guy in um, – in, and Jalen Brown, who has been playing um, that way right now. So, right now, I'm a, I'm slightly concerned about you know Tatum. I'm not not to say that he's you know never going to find it again, but I'm I'm a little bit struggling to figure out what's going on with him. Um, on the bright side, it was good to see Marcus Smart make a couple of big plays in the fourth quarter for them. Um, the N one, uh, he had the rebound. You know, a couple of nice plays from him, and then. You guys touched on it too. Grant Williams getting a lot of playing time tonight. Um, and I can't figure it out. I mean, I'm sure like you guys were scratching our head as to trying to figure out why he can go from essentially a DMP to, you know, playing 30 plus minutes, crunch time, fourth quarter, playing in place of White and in, Bro- in place of Brogdon and, you know, in the rebound. And yeah, Joseph, you mentioned the, the tip there. I got to tell you what, I better. I don't hear any fans complaining about the officiating tonight if you're a Celtics fan. If you're a Timberwolves fan, <laughs> yeah, not tonight. you can complain tonight. all you want. But the what Celtics got the whistle ball. all damn night. Yeah, that uh, And that jump ball fight. was – I mean, yeah. that's that's jump ball 101. You cannot do that. So, um, I mean, the flagrant, the tech. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the play before, a, though, you, you got – you got nailed with no timeout on that play. I mean, Joe must have been sprinting across the court. But you know what, though? One off, so. The broadcast said that he was, and then the replay, you could see Joe in the corner, and he and he wasn't. He wasn't going on timeout until Grant maybe fell to the ground and dove for it. But at that 
So you point, think he called it after he slipped out of his hands? That yeah, once, once, he, once he saw that Grant didn't have possession completely, he ran onto the court and was yelling for timeout, yeah. Right, uh, right. But I don't think he was quick job. enough. I know, right off the rebound, I don't think he was quick <laughs> enough. But players can call timeouts too. Yeah. So yeah, none true. of those players had the wherewithal with all the call timeout, I guess. Um, it worked out for them and they got the win. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of, you know, pros and cons in this one. I think, you know, for me, again, I don't – not to repeat myself, but Tatum obviously stands out as a guy who needs to be right? – whether or not he wins the MVP or not, he needs to be their MVP um, along with Brown. You know, it can't be a – it can't be one person show this team. No team in the NBA is going to get by with just one guy um, showing up. Now, the Celtics were able to do that tonight. Um, Timberwolves, I love Anthony Edwards. Um, but without Cat, you know, oh, they're yeah. they're obviously missing a huge piece of that team. And I know Bobby's not a huge Cat fan. Um, but facts are, if you have Carl Anthony Towns in there alongside Gobert, that's a pretty dangerous uh, front court, right? Um, yeah, throwing Anthony Edwards. And you've got a vet- I know. Well, that's the issue no. they're going to have. And then Mike Conley, obviously, is an is a established veteran in this league. McDaniels, you know, he was a guy tonight where I thought he kind of hurt them because he had a couple of wide open shots that he could have kind of put the Celtics so, uh, in a tough position. Let's go and, to that. I, I didn't think the attention to detail was great tonight. Uh, Minnesota crowded. It wasn't. Way. How many wide open shots? Yeah, a ton of right. wide open shots for Minnesota. I thought you saw Tatum and Smart going back and forth a few times. Like, <laughs> oh, you got this guy, you got that guy. Uh, so they didn't guard great on the perimeter. I thought they held up the paint well. Yeah. yeah, Anderson, McDaniels. But Minnesota didn't shoot well, so he got bailed out on that front. Offensively, another right. rough night. Brown aside, so if you take Brown out, you're probably shooting well below 40% from three. That's 22 of just uh, ugly, 60. Ugly. So that brings you to a little calculator here, 36% outside of Brown. Um, yeah. Yeah, Brown was twelve of twenty four. Horford was four of eight, and everybody after that was. And it's st- you know, it stinks because they got off to a good know, start, Jimmy. Remember that eight yeah. pass play? Griffin's out there flinging the ball around. They get Brown that three. Every time Brown was involved, I thought some good things happened in that first half, but it slipped. They went on like a drought to end the first. They had that two for one screw up with Brogdon, and it just went downhill from there. Tatum missed every three, uh, missed a couple of layups in the second half. And Brown even turned the ball over late and really let the Minnesota Timberwolves back into the game. Um, so, again, you're like, all right, nice win. Uh, you know, two and one on the trip now. It's a tough trip. But you didn't play great tonight at all, I don't think. No, yeah, I, mean, I don't even say nice win. I mean, you, you, squeak, you squeak one out against a team that's barely above 500. I mean, these aren't teams – that you should be struggling against. These aren't teams that should be going down to the wire that you need to, you know, scream for a timeout for at the end. The Celtics, you know, obviously the Timberwolves hit that desperation three at the end there to make the score a little bit closer. And, um, you know, by the way, shout out FanDuel, um, our, 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 our main sponsor tonight. If you had bet the Celtics to cover tonight <laughs> on FanDuel, I told that guy, you I are not a happy camper. I told their sales guy, guy, no matter what you do, don't bet the Celtics line. And he went with the money line tonight, so good for him. Well, there you go, Bob. You need to be giving out those tips uh, to everybody, before, not just a guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a really, really, really tough beat. More on FanDuel in a bit, but um, we, we obviously love FanDuel. And um, certainly, bad, hey, bad beats are, are, a part of, are a part of gambling. You get every, 
for every bad beat, there's a there's a good beat, right? You know, there's people who um, are celebrating tonight because of that cover from the T-Wolf. So um, there it is, FanDuel right there. So we'll get to them in a little bit. I don't want to um, I don't want to talk too much about them at this point, but so I'm happy to have them aboard. Happy to have them aboard. Um, but back to our original point, Bobby. It's a win, um, and this was honestly. This is one of those wins where do you learn anything, right? You know, if you lost, do you see – do you try to hopefully see a little bit more change or more players holding themselves accountable? We want the Celtics to win. Don't get me wrong. But we want them to also learn from their mistakes. And if you're squeaking by wins against teams that, let's be honest, obviously they're not going to see this team in the playoffs because, one, they're in the Western Conference, and, two, um, it would be a stunner. Um, if they made it all the way <laughs> to the, least. Um, the NBA Finals. Yeah. Right. Um, but these, this isn't the level of a team that you're going to see in the you know second round of the playoffs or the Eastern Conference Finals. No, but they the might, they might so, resemble a team you see in the first round, Jimmy. They're feisty. They defend well. Right. They got the big man inside. Yeah. Uh, but if you're the team, Celtics, this team. is a team you take Yeah. beginning of the year. Yeah, but those are the too. ones that have been giving them – those are the ones that have been, been an issue for the Celtics, right? The young guns. Like those, these type of teams. Yeah, I mean, young guys, athletic, you know, uh, you know, size one through five. So it's size. I mean, I just feel like the Celtics have to carry on how they finish this 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 game, right? Because it's just it's always been, especially throughout the games where they lose, the end of quarters, especially in the fourth, right? I mean, obviously, in losing efforts. So I think that's where Joe Mazzulla has to emphasize, you know, where this team's going in the sense of everyone having that same mindset that to clean up those mistakes. Yeah, this was an ugly game, but they they did what they had to do at the end to win it. And I think that's they, – we have to credit them for that, you know, because I, I just think they, they – starting this road trip, this would have been a terrible loss, you know, if you couple the, the, the last two outings and – and, you know, for them to start off the road trip this way, you know, I, I just think this was important for them to, to finish finish out the game the way they did. And that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen in the playoffs when you just – offense isn't there, shots not falling. And let's face it, this team defensively, we're not quite sure who they are right now because it's tough. They give up a lot of points, especially in the second half lately. Well, rotations too, again tonight, all over the place. Hauser goes down the two. Griffin's that main guy into the second unit again right. early, but it's like not Joe's late. just guessing at this point because he's trying to see what sticks. They were all over the place in the first half. I mean, six minutes in, you go to uh, Brogdon and Grant. Grant hasn't played in many first quarters recently, and he didn't play great uh, in this one. Uh, you go to Hauser with, with uh, Griffin and... Uh, Grant, you go in a deep, deep bench line up there at one point that had Brown and Tatum off the floor. And then you go right back to Smart, uh, right back to Tatum just a couple minutes later. So he tossed out three different lineups in that first quarter, and then he settled down into some more uh, stable rotations for the rest of the game. But he's trying to get some looks and win these games, and you see how tough of a balance that is for him right now. Josue, mm. you've liked Blake. I thought he was awesome early. Um, but I, I, do, I just don't know if he's going to be defensively reliable enough to play in the playoffs when things really get um, decisive offensively and you're looking to target guys like him. It yeah. stinks because offensively helps him so much with his passing, um, but yeah. I don't know how much he's going to be able to play. And then Grant, it's the opposite. Like I thought they really benefited from having Grant out there defensively tonight, but offensively he's still missing every shot and flying in the guys in between uh, committing offensive fouls. 
Yeah, Missoula's trying to find that balance right now. And yeah, I just feel like down low, especially in this in this game, in this matchup, it was it was tough for Blake. He got beat up a bit, especially uh, with, with his with, with guys getting in the paint and just sort of shooting it shooting over him or getting to the free throw line. So yeah, I mean that he's was, not a rim protector. That's the problem. Right, right, and and I feel like when when he's going when he's clicking offensively, that can get him going on the defensive end, especially when he's when he's on switches, you know, guarding the perimeter and, and, and those type of situations where sometimes Grant struggles in that, you know. So I, I feel like Missoula right now without without Rob, man, he's just doing the best he can in terms of trying to figure things out, uh, how to strengthen this team defensively because it's a turnstile down low right now. Let's face it, the Southerns have to counter that. With, with playing better, you know, in terms of the pick-and-roll defense and, of course, in transition, which has always been tough for them. They're, they're Minnesota, Minnesota bailed them out. We talked about the misses with Jimmy. That, taking Reed out in the fourth quarter, yeah. and he was pissed. Sigh of relief for the Celtics because they had no answer for him in the front court. And Gobert's no. out there doing nothing. Yeah, That was the classic case of you spent all this, you know, all these – assets on your superstar and go bear you have to play him right in the fourth quarter but yeah Nas Reed he was everywhere for for Minnesota finished with 15 and 6 um but he, he made he made his effect um on that game and he you're right Bobby when they took him out he was shaking his head in disgust as he walked to the uh, towns had to talk to him it was him. weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah I saw that he's probably pissed because <laughs> He probably doesn't like Gobert either. Let's be real, right? I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you're playing your heart out. out the place this Rudy guy, thing is guy. crazy. Yeah, it I is. I mean, you can't play him a lot of nights. It is crazy. I, like, you give up all that, and right. he's a matchup guy, as he's going to probably be in the playoffs. I, oh, man, that is just – I think Bill Simmons said it's going to go down yeah. as one of the worst trades of all time, and it really could. Yeah, it could. I mean, I could see that. It could. It just sucks that they, uh, they did hit those. They lost Cat so early in the season, man. He's been out since like Thanksgiving, so. November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they say today? He's he's a couple weeks away. He might come back like next, week. next week. Next week, yeah. Said, Same okay. as Rob. Said Rob's looking for a return next week. We we heard today, so yeah. They could use Rob tonight. What was that Bobby? Uh, I think he said. Uh, what Joe was the said, Rob report? I think Joe said pregame that uh, he's about a week away. Um, okay. So they hit the ten day mark, and now I think he's just gonna ramp up. And as he said the other day to Himmelsbach, get moving. Um, so oh, we we'll see how he movement. moves. No, <laughs> he's gonna get yeah. moving now, and hopefully be back in a week. So what are we talking about there? Um, no weekend games against uh, Portland. Indies and Utah. next Friday. Yeah, so I think start of that homestand makes some sense. Get a couple practices in next week. Um, Again, remember early in the year he went on that West Coast road trip and we all thought he was coming back and he didn't play yeah. on it. It feels like the same thing's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. You can see that. Unless he sneaks yeah. into that Kings game. He's got to get so, in there soon, though, because he's got to ramp up for the playoffs. And obviously you don't want to have him uh, fresh off ice going straight into the first round. So, but yeah. Yeah, that would give him nine games if he comes back for Indiana. So there's been, you know, on our show and just, I think, around town, um, there's been a lot of talk about the fourth quarter playing time at the guard spot, right? And tonight it was Marcus Smart. Um, It has been. And I think the difference tonight was we just saw no Derek White whatsoever. Um, At any any point in a meaningful fourth. You look look at the plus-minus tonight on the Celtics. I think led the team in plus-minus, Josue. 
or Bob? Tonight? Um, I was I'm keeping gonna, an eye on it. I'm going to say... Take a wild guess. Jalen? No. Derek White. It was Derek, Derek White himself. White. Derek with White. The way was... you were saying, with the way you set that up, I should have, I should have guessed Derek. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, dude, like I'm trying to make my. Come on, here, Joe right? Sway, the coffee's uh, in you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, plus minus isn't everything, but I think especially when you come off the bench, it's an important stat. And Derek White was a plus eleven tonight in 24 minutes, which is t- um 10 le- 10 less minutes than Marcus Smart, obviously. Um, the fourth. Now, again, Marcus Smart did have a couple of. You know, important plays I would see in the fourth quarter that stood out to me, and I already mentioned them. He had the nice and one shot there, though I think he missed a free throw. I don't know. Then, yeah, he missed the free um, throw, and then he sneaks underneath. Rebound. He was running like a screenplay with Tatum, and they were that all was a over nice Tatum, play. And he snuck right in the backside. I don't know if they win without that play. So credit to him. Two huge baskets. That was a nice play. Time. Right, and so so I guess that's enough to save his uh, his fourth quarter playing time. I think he was. I think that playing time was was a hot button topic over the last you know few days here, um, but it seems like Joe and there are obviously obvious reasons to it. I mean, what he gives you on both sides of the court, um, but I just think Derek White once again being the odd man out um, in a year where he's you know unbelievable, um, and I think he he has been their best guard overall. Um, I think Joe needs to find a way to get to get him involved a little bit more and I, and I know Bobby you mentioned that um you know the the Wolves being a little bit bigger could have played into the fact that Grant got the playing time tonight over over Derek White is that more of what you're you guys are seeing the reason or uh is there something else to this Derek White not getting enough burn here yeah I think that could be it you know I I just think he's uh he picks the spots you know especially in the middle middle quarters, but it seems like in the fourth, though, especially when it hits, like, the halfway mark, it's it's tough, you know, when it comes to, to Derek White. I mean, sense of how the game is going, you know, sometimes we'll keep him in there, sometimes he doesn't, but I just feel like, yeah, yeah, you're right, Kyle, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it was, like, a trick question or something. I was like, Jalen? But no, I should have said White, because uh, he's been that guy, right? I, I, that, that's the main reason, right? I should have said that, but also, I, I just feel like he, he wants to get smart out of this funk really bad. And look, those two shots... You know, at the end of the fourth quarter, they were big, you know, but there was there were a couple of questionable plays from Marcus, especially when the ball was swinging and, and he made some questionable uh, decisions, which didn't lead to him being benched. But I mean, look, the end result, I, I just feel like Joe Mazzullo, that's sort of like he he expects that from Marcus no matter what. He could be having the worst game in the world, but he's not going to be shocked when Marcus makes that big play at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple fouls, a couple. You mentioned the miss free throw, Jimmy. A couple misses down the stretch, too. You got, I'd say, like 50-50 production from him here. And I I do see why you'd want him out there because he always seems to do something late in a game that's going to help you. And even tonight, early in that fourth quarter, that nice grab steal on, uh, I think it might have been Reed or Anderson was right in that area, goes to the floor. I think he got fouled by Reed, and he pops right up. He's like, tee him up, tee him up. <laughs> and they did tee him yeah. up. Yeah. So you had little things like that that I think impacted Minnesota. A couple of guys ended up getting ejected by the end of the game. You want to – and I'm going to be consistent because I've said this about Grant. You want this guy involved and engaged come playoff time. So help him work through whatever he's working through right now. The problem is, is it seems to be physical. A couple moments tonight he tweaked that ankle – 
The second time, I think, really seemed to bother him, but he didn't come out of the game after either of those. At one point, he went to the bench grimacing a little bit. I can't even count how many times we've seen him tweak that at this point. Uh, So it's tough because we talked about this the other day. Pritchard's out uh, probably for the entirety of this road trip, maybe longer. He seems like he's really hurt. So you can't just sit down smart and say, White, uh, Brogdon, and JD, you handle this tonight because they've gotten into some foul trouble in some of these games too, and JD just isn't ready. Uh, so they're actually in a tricky spot at guard as much as it seems like they have too much there because White's getting left out of it. They actually don't have enough to actually sit smart down, I don't think, right now. So it's tough because White's been their best guard all year. Brogdon's your best shot maker, and Smart might be the most important for you come playoff time to be playing well. So that one's trickier to me than Grant because Grant's competing with Hauser and Mascala and Blake and these guys that just aren't giving you a ton. Like I think Grant should be out there every single night. Smart, White, Brogdon, it's – I don't get it, Joe Sway. If someone's playing better than Smart or two of the other guys are playing better than Smart, rather, Smart should be able to say, all right, just for tonight, it's not my night and we're going to go in this other direction because you could just bounce right back the next night. No one's saying bench Smart. Uh, no one's saying cut Smart's minutes off off the chart completely. Like I think you need all three of these guys. But this this unwillingness to shift away from the um, Smart closing minutes at guard, I think, is going to hurt this team in a spot if Missoula doesn't get a little bit more flexible there. And it's also on Smart, I think, to accept that. I mean, it's going to be a moment where he has to make that decision. I, I don't think it has to be you know 100% every single night. No. I mean, Maybe we're just waiting for that to blow up in his face, you know, or, or maybe we're waiting for the opposite for him to make that call when the night is right, you know, when he feels like it's the it's the it's that time to bench him and and keep him, you know, keep him out of it. But I, I just, again, I just always think with Joe Mazzula, it's a trust thing, you know. He really he just likes Marcus out there. It's just something about it that he's waiting for that big play for Marcus to make and, and for him to say that's why, you know, that's why I kept you in the lineup. And I understand that, but but. but you're cutting off White almost every night because you're going to want Brogdon out there yeah, for purposes. Yeah. And White, you stack it up, Jimmy. White's been their best point guard. There's no doubt about it. Right. And what I'm saying is, Joe Sway, I mean, like, he might trust Smart, but, I mean, for everything that Smart does well for this team, I think Smart's it. probably the, I think we would all agree, is the most. I mean, so he gives you, you know, he gives and he takes, right? I mean, everyone, that's some experience. I mean, when you when you line up Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, and Derek White, and you say, okay, who's the – I think it's pretty obvious that you know what that answer is. So, yes, I'm sure he trusts him, but also Marcus Smart could uh, be the guy that, you know, tries to do too much out there or, you know, makes a boneheaded play for whatever that might be, right. a silly pass. Which is or, why that could blow up in his face. Too aggressive. You know, it could happen, too. It could – could happen right. on the trip, you know. I, I just think that's I mean, right. to answer your question, I just think that's what it is, really, you know. And, and we've seen mm-hmm. we've seen Joe pretty much all season. Well, maybe not all season, but we've seen him in often just kind of hold back on Derek White a bit, you know, and then put him in the in the lineup. White's the most moment. willing to accept it, right? Right. Right. He's not gonna he's not gonna contest it, especially when he's putting together his but, best season. But you know, don't since, test him. Don't, just because he's <laughs> well, yeah, nice. I mean, look. Don't take the kind advantage of he's of having, that. he's not going to question that. And, and that's just not who he is. But also, with, with the kind of season he's having and the way he's been playing since I don't know, week before the All Star break, going in, you know, going into after the break, he's just he's been he's been huge. His numbers have been, you know, he's been arguably the most valuable player, one of the most valuable players. 
And tonight might not have been the night, but you do need to start to test out that three-guard lineup a little bit more to get them all the appropriate minutes. Because I don't think anyone's saying cut Smart off completely, but you should probably balance these out a little bit more. And tonight you're looking at Smart with 35, Brogdon with 31, and White way down there at 24. And as you said earlier, Jimmy, you lost those in the fourth quarter for the most part. Like he snuck in for a Mm -hmm. second, I think, and then he was right back out of there in favor of Smart. So... Uh, they need balance between those three. And tonight probably wasn't that night because Minnesota's bigger. You needed reinforcements on the boards. You needed size to defend them. And I felt like they defended pretty well for much of this game, uh, Mm -hmm. especially inside. Another good Horford game in there. Piled up the stops. Um, But you're going to want against certain teams, and I think Portland's probably a good opportunity for this uh, coming up. Or Utah, rather, too. Um, three guards, space that floor out, have playmakers all over the floor. Um, right. And that can probably cut down on Tatum's minutes a little bit, too, because I feel like you could actually survive out there with Brown, Brogdon, White, and Smart. Sure. I mean, it is matchup based. And then, now you start to look at, you know, postseason matchups and say, okay, well, who are the teams that they could be playing in the first or second round? And would that would that allow for more white minutes in the fourth quarter, or is it going to be a bigger team? Like the Bucks, for example. I mean, that's a bigger team. So how does Philly that shake up? Philly's a big team. So what does that do to a guy like White in that situation, right? Is it Does he end up being the automated out again because they want to go with a little bit more Grant? You know, the Grant is the Giannis stop. And you're going to throw Rob stuff. back in this equation too soon. Well, we'll see. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself with the Rob stuff until I actually see him on the court giving you meaningful minutes at uh, a percentage of his health that actually helps the team. I'm not even going to really assume that he's going to be a big factor. Um, so, you know, here's a couple, maybe she, maybe this person missed the beginning of the show because we, we kind of talked about Tatum off the top. I do want to transition back to Tatum. The Tatum thing's just so confusing. We do, we'll don't, don't, don't jump. We were questioning I, Tatum from the beginning. Right? We were. And we're going to do that right after this. I want to remind everybody that today's show is brought to you by our main sponsor. This is interesting. So I'm uh, looking at the scores around the league, and we'll get right to Tatum. But mm-hmm. um, this is something I talked about at the deadline. The Celtics get the Rockets pick if they can sneak below the Spurs in that lottery race down to three. Right now they're at two. They beat Say the Lakers again? tonight. So the Celtics own the Rockets pick, second round pick, if it falls below 30, 32. So down the third worst record. Um, right now they're at second. They're a game and a half uh, ahead of the Spurs, ahead in the lottery race. Mm-hmm. And they won tonight again after beating the Celtics the other night. So if they if the Spurs wow, finish with the worst... Huh? Well, they're giving up the pick either way. It goes to Indiana if it's 31 or 32. I forget what trade that was. Um, but the Celtics got the this first pick. Round for the lottery. Yeah, for the, for the lottery. Well, actually, no. All the odds are the same, one through three. Um, so as long as they're bottom three, they're gotcha. okay there. But uh, Celtics, nice. could, a race. Celtics could add a sneaky – I know it's a second-round pick, but that's like <laughs> what their first-round pick would be, 30, right? Or 30, 29 yeah. probably at this point. Uh, so they could add a sneaky pick there if the Rockets keep winning, which I like. That's from the Desmond Bain trade, uh, which is infamous yeah. at this point. An- another guy that they can draft and stash and never play <laughs> and then trade at 25 cents on the dollar. Love hey, 30, 33 is not a bad pick, especially when you don't have your first rounder. It's not. Um, 
get into it then um, before we get more criticism. And actually, we did get, I, I want to make sure, I hope I didn't miss it. Anyways, Bobby, you start on, on Tatum's, no, here it is. I wanted to make I sure. I want to go Joe Sway because I don't have a clue. A, What's going on? For chat tonight. Can we talk about Tatum and this three-point chucking? Thank you, S. Austin. He's hurt. He's tired, a little bit of both. Like, that's usually the case when it comes to Tatum doing this, right? I mean, the the rest thing, which I don't think is the case in this, in this one, right? I, I think it's more of a, uh, I don't know, he's trying to to go through, he's trying to fight through the, the kind of injuries that have been nagging him this season. I feel like he just, he's going to need a day off one of these one of these nights soon. And look, I know people are going to say, oh, he's so young and this, that, and the other. Well, He's just going through it right now, and I feel like this is that—that's the sign of of Tatum going through it when he's when he's chucking threes and he's not trying to attack, and he's just, uh, you know, he's resorting to those type of attempts because he just knows that there's a wall waiting for him. You know, when he when he tries to go into the paint. I mean, look in transition, he does try to he he's done a good job getting other people involved and swinging the ball around, but yeah, man, he's just been really out of it in terms of finding trying to find his offense and just trying to find his rhythm. He didn't hit a single jump shot tonight. All four of his makes at the rim. I, I That probably hasn't happened this year. Uh, so that could certainly be part of it, Josue. He, he missed everything. And some of them were off balance. Some of them were leaners, especially on the left baseline there. But they want him to launch. We've been talking about this this week, Josue. They want him firing up those tough, right. contested shots to change the way defenses look. So in some way, they're sacrificing his ability to score and his ability to get easier looks to help free everybody else up. And I'm sure that's benefiting Brown. That's certainly benefited Brogdon and some of these other guys. Uh, but he's just not hitting them. And you're going to need him to hit tough contested shots in the playoffs, I think, to be successful. And as much as we talk about everything else, Jimmy, and I think Berndoni's been big on this on, on Twitter, the way the Celtics are going right now, they just need Tatum to get back to what he was doing earlier in the year. And that'll solve half their issues. Which I, I is? Mean, Scoring efficiently, getting easy looks, oh, I think is a big part Scoring. of that. But yeah. that's going to free up his playmaking. Well, that's going to free up his defense. They really need his defense right now, too, I think. Like, all these different areas where he impacts the game. I think all these missed shots are probably getting to him. Like, I don't think you're yeah. getting the same level of defense when he's shooting over eight. I don't think you're getting the same level of ball movement and uh, player movement from him, frankly. Like, he moved well early in this game. Did you did you see much movement from him in that second half, Jimmy? No. Lethargic. He took a he took a horrific three pointer with um. What was that three pointer he took? The one against Gobert. He would. It was like right in those like the elbow area type three or, and it was right right and he 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 kind of faked it. Gobert didn't really bite enough and he was right in his face. I mean, you're talking about a. I, I know that we like to. Crap on Gobert, but let's be real here. That's not a smart shot to take with a with a guy like him right in your face like that. I think you know you pass it up in that situation. You try to get the ball back. You drive to the hoop. When Tatum drives, he's pretty damn good. He's creative. And if you have Rudy on the perimeter, he gets to the free throw line, he throws right? it down. Yeah. He did that a lot tonight. Yeah, he gets to the free throw line, and he did tonight. But right. I think to what you guys are saying, when he when that shot doesn't start to fall, he gets a little pouty. Yeah. Right, he starts to sulk a little bit. He's not going at a hundred percent, and I haven't seen him really going at a hundred percent in quite some time now. Where you look around, and I do see a guy like Jalen Brown going at a hundred percent, running up and down the court, playing you know playing hard on both ends. Um, I think his aggressive 
higher than what Jason Tatum's is right now. I don't know if Tatum just feels like play a little bit slower of a style or more of a lethargic way. I don't know what it is, but I'm calling out his energy. Um, the shot, the shot making has been a problem all season. Um, you know, he's just not shooting good this year. I think compared to, you know, the scoring is fine. He's finding ways to score, but that outside shot, and Bobby, you can back me up on this. I'm sure you're falling at a clip that you'd like to see from him. Yeah, when you look up at the pull-up shooters in the league, uh, he is down there among the three-point shooters, and I'd, you know, have to stack up the qualifiers here, but I think he's below 30% on those threes. Tonight probably took an even bigger hit at that. Um, and Brown hasn't been great either, but Brown got off some quality looks tonight, moving. It's almost like Brown's playing a different style than the rest of the team right now in terms of how he's getting off shots and what he's doing offensively. He's just been so good. Everybody else is just kind of launching for the most part, and he's digging deep into the post. Yeah. He's pulling up from mid-range at a high rate. Tatum now 29.7% from three on pull-ups. And then it's at five a game, which is That's a decent horrible. percentage of his looks. Um, smart not great either at 28 percent below him but um you know the team has a we expect that from smart you know i think with with tatum you're expecting more than that right i mean this is your this is the guy this is the guy that's supposed to take you to the promised land and it's shoot poorly but it's it's another thing to let that affect the course of the game on on the other end of the court or not playing they're capable of playing um, you're supposed to be setting an example. And he goes up there and sits at the podium and says, it's on me. I need to come up with more energy. I need to be this. I need to be that. And then plays the same style the next yeah, game. That's, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not blind. You know, we're, we're not stupid. Like, we're, we're, we're not just going to take what you say and say, oh, yeah, you know, he's saying all the right things. He's fine, blah, blah, blah. And then pretend like you didn't just do the well, exact let's, same let's take thing this back to the- you can't do. Let's take this back to the white conversation because I think Brogdon looks at his role right now and he sees himself as a shot maker, the way he's playing stylistically right now. Uh, we know what Tatum wants to do, which is pull up from three. We know what Brown wants to do, which is catch the ball in the lane and finish. So who's setting these guys up? Uh, you Normally you'd be looking at Smart and say, oh, he does a great job getting these guys the ball in their spots, but he hasn't done that lately. So going down the line, your next best playmaker is White. And White, I think when he catches the ball, almost always makes a good decision. And I think this is what's probably frustrating Missoula most right now is that they're not making the right reads. Time and time again, they drove in this game. Minnesota brought a second defender over, and they weren't passing out of those spots. And if they did, they weren't great passes. Uh, so right now they're lacking playmaking, which is why I think the offense looks so off balance. You have guys needing to create their own shots, uh, which can run them into some danger offensively. And you're not well organized. And Smart, I think, did a little bit of a better job tonight. Had that nice uh, pass to Tatum, I think, on the play where he got shaken up. Um, you know, he had a few nice passes in this one. Played some nice two-man game late with Tatum, which I think always works well. But he's still kind of getting back into the rhythm of the game, I think, after returning from injury to where he can make all these plays and find these guys in the right spot. So that's why, on top of everything we talked about earlier, they need a little bit more white to me. He can just settle them down a little bit. Yeah. He's sort of the glue guy. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Um, yeah. I mean, look, they, they barely got 20 assists in this game, which is kind of similar to what we saw the other night. And, you know, obviously this thing could have went either way if, if uh, Anthony Edwards connects on, on, on a big three, you know, or at least it goes into overtime. So 
not Justin. He just got the night off. Um, but <laughs> I just think with White though, like I just feel like it's one of those things where he's he's the glue guy. He can be that guy off offensively and, and you know and everything. But there's got to be other guys as well. Like guys got to get more comfortable and have to get out of their funks. Whether it's Marcus or whether it's you know even like the fact that we didn't get a whole lot of Sam Hauser in this one. Like like. This whole menace thing that Joe Mazzulla is trying to figure out, I mean, it's tough without Rob, but I think that's also playing a part into seeing that deficiency, right? Or seeing those uh, with the stuff that's come up short on offense. And then what they're doing on defense, too. Like, I feel like it's, 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 it, the two go hand in hand, right? When the offense isn't clicking or guys seem to, to want to do things on their own and, and, and not swing the ball the way they used to, the way that the offense was, especially when the three ball is not falling, they really mess up on defense. And then all of a sudden there's, a, you know, layups, there's, 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 there's miss, miss coverages and guys down low getting layups. I mean, we saw that a lot, especially in this one, you know, guys like Anderson getting those easy layups down low. So I just think it, it, it boils down to the defense. I mean, if you, if the team can get back to playing defense and, and without Rob, it's tough. They're trying to figure that out, but they're doing the, they have to, they have to step it up a, a, a bit on this road trip. You know, they have to, because otherwise it, it does affect their offense. We've seen that, you know, night and night in and night out. Yeah, tonight proves that because they didn't do much great offensively and still came away with a win. So they obviously defended at uh, some amount of a level that held Minnesota to, I think, what was their final score overall? Uh, 102. So they basically had them at 99 before that last heave, which is really good in the league now. You're seeing teams score 110 pretty much every game as a bare minimum. So I like the defense tonight. I think they did some good things schematically that slowed the Wolves down until the second half, uh, and they need to do that. But the big thing you're looking at, Josue, with them is that they're not as switchy and disruptive as last year. In this game, you have Horford back at the net a lot again. Yeah. Uh, you're not forcing many turnovers. What was Minnesota's final number there? Um, I think they had 13. Minnesota. So that's a decent number. Um, but it didn't lead to much on the other end. So you got to get out and run, got to play with some level of pace, got to get on the boards too, which became an issue in the second half. And this is what Joe keeps talking about, these little things. Free throws, I think they did a good job with that tonight. That helped Tatum out especially, and they end up winning that battle 30-22. to Um, Rebounding, they lose, but they kept it tight, especially on the offensive glass. And... um, What's the other one he likes to mention? Um, turnovers. And you win that battle as well. So that's what I know Missoula is going to say tonight, is that we won all three of those battles. That's why we won this game, even though we didn't shoot well. Right. He'll definitely mention ball movement for sure. <laughs> he always brings it up. And that's but big. Yeah. I mean, they shot 30% from three Josue tonight and win. They have yeah. pretty much won and lost games at the three-point line recently. Well, Minnesota missed a lot of, lot of shots as well. But, I mean, that's – obviously a testament to who they are, but yeah, when the Celtics needed to make the big plays in that fourth quarter, they did. I, I just think it's, uh, you know, when you look at the identity of this offense, yeah, this isn't the type of, you look at the box score, this isn't a win, you know, for, from what we've seen throughout the season. However, they found a way to, to, to pull it off. And I think that's obviously what's most important, but you're wondering how is this offense going to look for the rest of this road trip? You know, how are they going to find that balance? And sure. Yeah. Tatum has a lot to do with that. I mean, I, I still, I still commend him for for getting to the free throw line that many times. I mean, like fourteen to sixteen, like that was that was so rare before this season. And obviously, he's getting more calls this year compared to last year. And you know, when he's not shooting, he's starting to to go into that mindset of of being sort of a playmaker slash you know get to the free throw line, try to get 
trying to find that offensive rhythm. It didn't necessarily click in the fourth. You didn't get that big offensive production. But Jalen stepped up in a big way. And, like, all this stuff matters, I think, because the Celtics, again, like, you want them to have the right momentum to finish the season strong. But, I mean, they're just – they're going through it right now. But you're seeing them figure things out without trying to win by, you know, making a lot of three-pointers, without making frustration-type plays. I mean, they're playing smarter at the end of the fourth quarter. So that's a step in the right direction. It is. Uh, they didn't hold on to that lead great down the stretch. No, but no, they, they don't. No low lead is safe for the Celtics. I mean, that's just – that's a big part of who they are, and it's not a good thing. But, yeah, you want to see them – Know, try to get away from those habits, but giving up, you know, offensive rebounds and and letting teams go on those little runs in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's that's what's going to happen. That leads to a, a one possession game at the end of this. I mean, it was technically a two possession game, even though that three pointer went down at the end. You know, Mike Conley makes it, but I mean, look, if Tatum doesn't make those free throws, Minnesota has another shot to to tie or or win it at the end. Yeah, so they take out Reed, which we mentioned earlier was a big deal. Brown gets a nice turnaround to go that pushes them up six. Uh, you get a couple Minnesota misses. Rudy missed some free throws, a couple stops. Horford hits a three, so that put them up nine with six to go. Um, Tatum misses a shot. Brown turns it over. Uh, I think Smart missed a shot in the lane as well, so they missed three shots in a row. Minnesota scores the other way each time. I think Edwards scored all of them, uh, so that cut it down to two with four minutes to go. You got those couple good Smart finishes to kind of save the game. Rudy hits an alley-oop in between. Um, Tatum hits a couple free throws, as you said, which was huge. Uh, McDaniels hits a couple the other way. Rudy hits those ones to cut it to two again. And then you get that Tatum three that Jimmy mentioned, the one against Gobert. You had a Tatum offensive foul. Uh, you had a smart heave miss that Grant got the rebound on, and that was the game right there. So it's not like they exactly slammed the door with great offense down the stretch. They slowed down they got a couple key offensive rebounds that saved them and minnesota just couldn't score on enough possessions to completely overcome a, a lead there um wasn't the kind of execution in crunch time that's going to boost their numbers in that spot right no it's not it's ugly it really is <laughs> but this is one of those this is one of those games where if you're the celtics you happy you you're obviously happy you won but you also know that it's going to be a long film session tomorrow and that's good, you know. Uh, I hope, you know. But look, he doesn't have to tell us. He doesn't have to be open about what what he what he does. But I hope Missoula really, you know, gives them a hard time because yeah, they won the game. But there's there's a lot to learn from this game, and and I'm expecting a huge, a, a, a much, a significantly better performance from this team offensively, um, and especially with Tatum. I mean, at least a step in the right direction. Not, not what we saw today. It's just something that's more efficient. Maybe it's not going to be a a 40 piece, you know, that type of performance, but just something that's efficient or he's, he's stuffing the stat sheet and just trying to get everyone involved. What could help this team on French time, Jimmy? Is it lineups? Is it plays from the sideline? Cause it's, it's, they just slow down consistently and they blow the lead every time. Oh, we don't have Jimmy. No, I You're muted. He's there, but he's muted. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I'm having like a weird freaking delay. Sorry for the internet issues, boys. I, I'm I'm in Brockton tonight, apparently. Um, hey. But we're just gonna have to deal with it. I didn't know you're in town. What? What? 
<laughs> what uh, I think what I was trying to say was the talent is there, right? Whether it's white in the game, whether it's smart in the game, we're talking about guys who are capable of contributing to a team that can win a championship. What happens to me is that there's no, sometimes it feels like there's no leader at the end of these games. They tend to lose their composure. They don't, they, they don't play connected, right? And I think a lot of the things that maybe got them to a lead into that fourth quarter, they get away from, especially in the second half. Even tonight we saw like a little bit more stagnant with the ball. Um, I, think it, I think for me, a little bit more of a purpose with execution. So many of these games, it feels like they're playing either playing the clock or they're just not playing smart basketball. And Yeah, they went down to the shot clock a lot that means, tonight. Yeah. And whether that's something that needs to come from the sidelines, Bobby, I'm not sure. I mean, Missoula had a couple of timeouts to use tonight. I mean, every game they seem to have a couple of timeouts that they, in more cases than not, choose to just leave. Um, I don't know if you can cash them in at the end of the year for uh, some kind of bonus, but <laughs> other than that, I, I don't see the point of not using them when you have a chance to. Same page on the, in, on the sidelines. Um, that, to me, is what it is. The talent, it seems to me, it's been there. It's, it's the style of play. It's almost feeling like they're they're playing not to lose instead of playing to win when you point in, in these games. And that mentality isn't gonna get you to where you need to go. You need to just play confident, strong basketball, smart shot, you know, taking. And I feel like the, that's the other thing, Bobby and Joe Sway, is that and it maybe it's coming from Joe, but they Stop rely so this? Did you intend that? No, I didn't, but sorry. Because <laughs> he's the one that's been questionable with the shot selection but sorry go ahead right yeah how many field goals they had in the final two minutes jimmy two no zero they had zero what do you mean they had Something? zero makes oh, zero yeah, attempts or right. zero makes it was free throws and yeah free throws a turnover the yeah. offensive rebound yeah, and the free throws after that. They're all, they missed yeah. three shots. Oh, well, they, they dropped three possessions. So that's a perfect example of, like, just the ish hitting the fan, you know, in the closing minutes of these games, which we've seen a number of times this season. And in the and playoffs... Doesn't that, isn't that perfect evidence that they need to shake up the group that's on the floor? Yeah, I would say so. Point. I would say yeah. you, need a, you need a more of a steady hand in there, right? And if that's Derek White, then toss him in there. Um, you know... We talk or maybe about- tonight it wasn't Grant, and we should get to Grant too before we get out of here because makes right. the big play at the end, but it really wasn't his night overall. No, I mean it, it hasn't been. Um, but you know, yeah, but you asked me that question. Did you guys already player, answer that question before I came as on? Players or- say often, or at least they used to, it's something to build off of, right, Bobby? <laughs> A little bit. I mean, he needs it. He was so deep. Yeah, in the Jimmy, hole you remember that, that, right? That was he like the big. Fun. Oh, yeah. that's, like the, that's what you always heard in the scrum when a struggling player had that one big play down the stretch. Yeah. You know, something to build off. So, <laughs> if you're Sorry, great, you, you drop that line. If someone is uh, asking you questions today, well, I mean, it erases it erases the offensive rebound tonight. Erases those free throws from that other game, I think. I mean, that spot. Does it? Uh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> say no, because they might have. They might have lost this game if they. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If they, if they lose, oh, everyone's pointing at Grant. Everyone's pointing at. Where it was Tatum was specifically, it would have been Grant because everyone would have said you 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 play Grant and Derek White was on the bench and you lost this game because of that decision. Yeah, that, I mean you can't look at you can't look at Smart tonight. He had the two big buckets. 
Uh, so you're looking at Grant in crunch time, man. He comes through with the offensive rebound. But, man, mm-hmm. shoot the ball. Yeah. Shoot it. When he starts hesitating like that, oh you, know, you know what kind of night's going to be. He hesitated earlier, and I was like, oh, that's that's where we're he, going. He, he fakes and runs in the Naj Reed at one point. Yeah. I think he had another bad miss in the lane, too, because he faked and went into the lane. He needs to stop doing that move. I can't remember the last right. time he made a shot off that move because he's not going to pass. Right. I, I mean, he's just not making plays right. out of that driving position. So at one point tonight, he's dribbling, lining a guy up, doing the same thing that he did against Giannis in that Milwaukee game before the break. Right. And so I've defended him in every turn. I think they need him. But if he's dribbling the ball... I don't know what Joe else can Joe can do but sit him down. I, you just can't dribble like mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. I just dude, you're preaching in the choir. I, yeah. I'm right there with you. I don't, I don't understand it either. And it wasn't like this was um, one of those. And you know what you can do if you don't think you can get the shot off, you can keep it moving. And that's their biggest problem right now. I think is that yeah. they don't keep the ball moving for long stretches of the time. And when they, when you're down to the late shot clock and the possessions like they are. <laughs> It should be because you work through so many different outlets and you're really just passing and driving and passing and driving. And up here comes the shot clock because you've been working so hard. It shouldn't be because you're dribbling around and trying to line a guy up and get past them and all this ISO stuff that they did tonight. I mean, it, it it's frustrating to watch, especially when they get down to the fourth quarter, some of the things they're doing offensively right now because they made so much progress, Jimmy. They really mm-hmm. did. Like, we thought they solved so many of these issues. And... Like, this is stuff we talked about in 2021, 2020 in the bubble. Uh, like, this is, this is, these are old issues that are popping up again. Facts, my dog. Hmm. Yeah, they are. Bobby, you said something about, oh, it was you who tweeted today or retweeted a video clip from DeMarcus Cousins. Is this accurate so far? Yeah. Is Demarcus Cousins like? Does he have his own podcast? Bobby's on like, I would never. I think something? he was. I think he was a guest what are you on. Talking about? Okay, so Demarcus Cousins was on a podcast, and he said that yeah, he's been doing stuff on. Uh, he's been doing stuff with Showtime lately. Oh, has he been on there consistently? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's been a, like a frequent gotcha. guest. Yeah. And he basically said, Bobby, that he's not concerned about this Celtics team. This is just a case of what being bored of a long season. <laughs> I'm like, what do you know about that, Demarcus? <laughs> For, for, I was gonna say, first of all, like you're about as qualified as I am to make that statement. Um, <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> a little more qualified. Come on, Jimmy. A little more. He said. He said. Uh, when it comes to winning seasons and like playoff basketball, I think. Yeah, right. right what do you he know said, about that life? <laughs> he said. He said Boston's yeah. recent five and five run is just typical post All Star boredom. <laughs> Like DeMarcus, what do you know about that? Like, what? And that might be if if that's typical to him, that might explain why he's talking about it and not playing in it. It's yeah, typical. yeah. I feel like but, he, that's his way of being like that's the way I'd be handling this season. If I was no, you know what's funny because he I don't but, think he realizes that they changed the schedule. So a couple years ago, when you came out of the break, you'd have all of March. And then almost all of April mm-hmm. before you hit the playoffs. So that March would really be a slog for teams. Yeah. Now you're in that stretch run. I mean, there's probably like two or three games in April period before the playoffs. Uh, right. So you, you're under 15 games to go right now. These aren't the dog days. This is a stretch run. Yeah, it used to be like smack right. middle so with that being... of April. Or even like closer to like the 20th yeah. where the playoffs would start. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not in the playing tournament, so, I mean, yeah. Maybe the Celtics yeah. don't realize right. that. 
That's true. Maybe we can remind it. But I mean, with that being said, <laughs> yeah, Bobby should remind. You know, I, I, got, I, got, I got into a little Twitter debate, which I, I don't really tweet as much as I as I used to, but I, I just happened to be on today for a little bit. And was it about the Patriots? No, it wasn't actually. I, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't debate about the Patriots. Everything I say is just fact. But um, <laughs> with the Celtics, I'm I'm, right. I'm, I'm and there seems to be this notion that. You shouldn't be worried about the Celtics because, you know, was it below the boogie tweet? They know what they yeah they know what they're doing. You know they went to the NBA Finals last year. Um, you know all this stuff, and this is just like like I guess Boogie Cousins said the dog days of of the season. My bet, the Celtics haven't won a damn thing as far as I'm concerned. In fact, when I when I, the way I see it is they've lost opportunities to. Yeah. You know, advance whether it was in the bubble, whether it was last year in the NBA Finals. Um, you know, they've had talented teams, and in my opinion, they've come up short. I don't know what. Hold what on, here's is. Jimmy's exchange. Oh, here you go. People are acting like this team's ever won anything. It's the opposite. They've never won. Until they do, I don't understand the confidence. This guy okay, came Jimmy. back. This Shots guy came fired. back with some win totals from the last couple of years. They've won games, yes, but they ultimately come up short in the playoffs every year, including two seasons, bubble and last year, where they had a real chance to win a title and blew it. Again, they haven't won anything and if titles are what you care about. This is what happens if you uh if, is if you if you hop up and if you if you if you're in Jimmy's mentions, kid he wants all the smoke. So this is what happened. Well they were having their own com they were having their own combo and I was like, yo, if you're gonna keep including me in the You ad, got the I'm seal of approval from, right. uh, you got the, exactly. Yeah. When you get the, when you get a certain number of notifications, and if you really if you're on the wrong side of the argument, Jimmy's gonna clap back at you. Look at this. Look at this one. This one's this kid's right. Exactly, Jimmy. JT. JT talking low energy. JB talking about letting go of the rope. Maybe it's time to seize, get some popcorn, and go watch last year's finals. Maybe that will yeah go cause the, the move. energy. They've to been doing shift. that. But that's exactly where I'm at with this team. They don't have the authority. They don't have the. They aren't the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they don't yeah. know what this it is takes like. Uh, returning champion they don't, problems. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. They have no right to to flip the switch off and on, or to be bored, or to play lethargic. They need to come out and play like they want to be champions. The champions that they've never been before. This team doesn't have a single one on the, on the, on this team. So don't tell me that they have it all under control and that there's nothing to be concerned about. When I see I the style of play, right now. Yeah, when I see this, you hear that? That's popcorn right there. When I see the style of play that I'm seeing, that doesn't tell me that that's a team that's prepared or ready to win a championship. And I don't want to hear the same excuses if they get eliminated from the playoffs again. That was my mic. There you have it. We all got upset to Josue, you got a rant before we close it out? What's that? You got a rant before we close this one out? Me and Jimmy had ours. No, I feel like I went on my yeah. little thing too. It's just about closing out games and and, and and trying to bring this momentum onto the rest of the trip. But yeah, I just I expect the the offense to look much better. And um, if it doesn't, then they're going to be in this type of situation at the end of games where it's like a 50-50 thing if they're going to win it or not. You know, and it's not going to matter who they're playing against because that's that's just what happens when you don't uh, find your find your rhythm on offense and you're you're unable to to stop the bleeding on the opposite end. I just feel like especially in the second half teams are just prone to go on these big runs 
or especially in the fourth quarter, rather. And the it's Southern's happening like, every game right now. Right, especially in the fourth. And the Southern's are just like, oh, yeah, this is part of it. It's like, no, it doesn't have to be. You know, you can build a solid lead and then hold on to it and, and, and go into the last couple of minutes with a sense of security. Well, good thing is you're playing three of the worst defenses in the league coming up. That's Portland, what I'm saying, so you better. I Portland, mean, Utah, uh, Kings. Mm-hmm. You should really lay into these teams. Now, the Kings is going to be a Love battle. It's a good way to get your shot back. Yeah. That Kings game is going to be something. I can't wait for that one next Tuesday. But first, it's mm. Blazers on Friday. You took care of that team Kings really easily tough. last week. Yeah. I uh, haven't seen the Jazz yet this year, which is crazy to think about at this point in the season. They're going to play them twice over the next couple of weeks here. So be that Danny reunion on Saturday. I know you guys aren't going to be there for those games. Watch the Jazz do yeah. one. Watch the Easily. Jazz do one. I mean, they, they play, play hard. hard. They're tough. They got marking in. Uh, that'll be a tough one. I don't think Portland's going to do much on Friday, but they're at home. That can be a tough home court. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you got to come out of this road trip with, I think, four wins for it to be a success. Maybe five. I agree with that. Four and two wouldn't be bad, considering what this team looked like before the trip. I think four and two would be solid. Yeah, you might drop that Kings that's, one that's, at the end. That's the line, though. If you go three and three, that's a failed trip, Oh, for, for sure. sure. I agree. Uh, and you're probably out of the ones because of, Exactly, because that. the teams you're playing against, right. And check yeah. out the standings right now. Philly so. keeps winning. Another win for them tonight. And they are now, I think, just a half game behind you. Uh, for that three or one whole game, but still, that was a big um comeback for them, too. I think they were down they've won six straight, seven to ten. Uh, you're not that far ahead of them, so you gotta win every game to keep them off. It almost feels like that's what you're playing for at this point, is too, because the, the Bucks just never lose anymore. Uh, so I don't know how you're gonna be able to surmount them, though. You do play them at the end of the month, so what is uh, that now, 22 out of 24 or something like that? Jeez, I did they play tonight because they might have stacked. Another win on top it's of that. Mad W's. It's a no, lot they of played wins. yesterday. So, yeah, 22 or 24 with Giannis. 22 out of the last 24 games. That's, That's like a run game. the Celtics had last year around this time. Um, yeah, but a month were, ago, or not even a couple of weeks ago, most of the fans were just like, ah, well, Walker yeah. doesn't want to, they don't want these kind of problems. I'm like, uh, I think they do. I think they've been, they've been ramping up and they've been adding players and they've been finding uh, momentum at the right time. I mean, they kind of look like what the Celtics looked like last year, right? This I think time. all their role guys who were just killing it. Portis, Holiday's been amazing all year. Um, Lopez, Lopez, I can't believe huge. the seasons he's had. Yeah, he could. He's a he's a candidate for a defensive player of the year. And when you look at the Celtics, Smart struggling. Uh, you got that question in the front court with Grant. Horford's been a rock. Like they're so lucky he's played the way he has because they haven't had much else there. I don't. Know where Mescal is at this point. He didn't play again tonight. That's an interesting uh, take. Towser's two minutes, so he isn't really building on anything. And Griffin, again, give him credit for what mm-hmm. he's doing. I don't know if you're finding anything there, um, unless you disagree, Josue. You know how I feel about Blake. He's He is can who he, he is. A, can he be a playoff rock for them? When, he, when he's of rock. Yeah, like a guy who's gonna play so. every night and give you something every night. No, no, I don't think he'll be that guy. I don't but, think Joe. But. I don't think Joe allows anyone to feel that way about anybody on the bench. Does anyone have that aside from Brogdon? Brogdon, yeah. yeah. You don't know who's gonna play what on any given night. You could get a guy I mean, give you thirty one night and three the next. That, yeah, Hauser's probably thinking that a little bit after tonight. Yeah, that's a fair point, but I, I just don't think. I mean. For, for Blake, for someone, for who he is and at this stage of his career, I just think he's one of those guys that can just really give you one or two games throughout a series where you're just like, man, like that was a that was a big impact. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be, 
you know, giving you that type of performance every single night. Well, credit to him. He's given them a few good ones on this trip so far. Oh, yeah. No, no question. Especially in those first two rounds, you know, the playoffs. I mean, yeah, you're going to throw different bodies at Giannis if or I should say when that happens, you know, these covers miles. But uh, Blake will be a part of that. But I don't know. That knows how to guard Giannis. That might be the most important part of this edition when that time comes. But I mean, that's the part that, yeah, when you signed him, you wanted that extra reinforcement for sure. And you know that he's he's not taking plays off. No. He's out there. Right. He's earning every minute of his playing time. If 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 something goes south, it's not. You know what I love effort. about him exactly, which is why he's getting playing time. Absolutely. What I love about him more than anything else is every time he does something, he's got to look over the bench and be like, "Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what he did with the uh, the yeah, jump yeah. ball when he dunked it tonight? Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the jump ball. He like looked over, just like yeah. Got that. Yeah. I still got it. I still got those ups. Oh my god. He it's like, yeah, funny. we saw it, Blake. We saw it. Yeah. They should just put him at the podium more often for the for the laughs. Oh, totally. Um you know what? <laughs> Even in the locker cool. room, Bobby. The stuff that he says like off camera is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's just a, he should a he rat. should have his own podcast. He should Oh, that's coming. That's coming sure. after his playing uh, days. We should we should start talking to him. Yeah. His playing days are coming to an end. You know, let's see what we can set up. Yeah, get him on the network. Bobby, yeah, guys, Bobby and Blake, how's can... that sound? Sounds I all like right, that. but that's like a little <laughs> Starsky and Hutch. It would be a good combination. I just don't love the name of that one, but yeah. <laughs> not crazy. Yeah, yeah, we need to... I don't know if you're going to get the name of – it might be Blake, Blake and Bobby. Bobby. Remember his Blake, Blake and Drake. Bobby just sounds better, though. Blake <laughs> and Bobby, yeah. Remember that SP sh- uh, skit he did with Drake? He was like, should we call it Drake or Blake or Blake and Drake? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's funny, man. He's Tim a really makes funny a good, guy. T- Tim makes a good a good point. We can't talk about this with Cornette if Cornette's still on the team. I'm just saying Cornette has many else. years ahead in his career. Griffin's at that finish line, so he might be. <laughs> yeah, in case sure he's watching, that. okay, Bob, you're, you're good be. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, just to put a bow on things, we were talking about playoff seating. I mean, it's Bucks, Celtics right now. It's Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Cavs, Knicks, Nets, and really from. You know, Cleveland, who's seven and a half back, to Miami in the seven seed, who's thirteen, or ways. I mean, it, it's it's certainly not settled. You get the Knicks who are ten back and the Nets who are eleven back. So if you're the Celtics and you fall into that three, three spot, you're gonna get a real series round one. Um, yeah, totally. I, now, I don't know. If, I don't know if Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Washington, and you know how I feel about Toronto, but they're struggling. Those four teams might be walkthroughs if you can get two. Mm. Um, Miami. Even though I'm not the most confident guy in them in the world, you'd take those other teams over them right now. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably going to get up. Butler's the Celtics killer. Yeah. That'd be a monster first-round series. Remember the Nets last year? That might even be harder than the Nets were last year, but we'll see. Well, the Nets weren't see, hard, really. The, each game the game it was. I mean, yeah, as, right. as a series it wasn't. But Carry game, at his game. I think the margin of victory at the end of the series was like seven. Yeah, um, you're right. So they were you're close right. games. But yeah, you know that that's what you want to avoid is these battle. I mean, it's gonna happen. And let's be real. You know, the NBA, there's no cakewalk. It doesn't seem like there's gonna be a cakewalk. If the Celtics are playing anywhere anywhere like they're playing now, it's not gonna be a cakewalk whatsoever. Now, if they're playing like they were the first month of the year, then yeah, rounds of the playoffs, and then they'll they'll meet the buck. That's why they need to get their their SHIT. They shouldn't fall at three. Um, 
Like I know they've fallen from one. They're right there. Rolling. But no, I mean, right I'm there, just saying, Bobby. in terms of what we expect from them, they should not fall behind Philly. Like, they should ramp it up, rack up they these wins, and steal the deal. And you got another game against them too, which is going to help you too. I was just going to ask that. Do you have Philly? You have another April, one against Philly. April fourth, so a couple weeks from now in Philly. Oof, that's a big game. Yep. All right, that's it, fellas. We want to thank uh, everybody for hanging out with us and watching tonight. Uh, we also want to thank our friends over at FanDuel. Make sure you guys go to duel.com slash Boston for our $200 in bonus bets. When you place your first $5 bet, that's just with a $10 deposit. Don't Break forget you. there is an automatic there's the promo bet going on tomorrow, guys. What did I say? West Virginia versus... Uh, they're playing... Let me get this one right. West Virginia versus Maryland. Maryland. All they have to do in that game is score a single point. And you get your bet. So if that's not a reason to sign up for, I don't know what it is. So we'll get to once again. Free money. That's fanduel.com slash Boston. Celtics uh, take this one in Minnesota, 104-102. They will be in Portland on Friday yep. to um, catch up with Damian Lillard, who had some really um, interesting comments. Uh, we're not going to get into them now, but maybe you guys will talk about them. Fr- uh, oh, sorry, it's Saturday. It's not Friday, it's Saturday. Is oh, it? about not wanting to uh, tank or whatever? I mean, not about, tank. About, about not wanting um, to chase rings. Yeah, jump ships, chase rings yeah, with the yeah. team, and how the NBA has kind of changed. Oh, it's Friday. Oh, it is Friday? That's Friday, Friday yeah. It was Saturday. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Okay, Utah so it's Saturday. It's back-to-back, yeah. Oh, it's back-to-back. There you go. So Friday in Portland against Lily. He just talks about how the NBA has kind of changed since he entered the league and how – you know, basically there's there's a lot more to um, playing in the NBA than just chasing titles. You know, he wants to play for his teammates and play for his city, and, and he finds honor in those things other than just ring chasing, um, jumping ships. So check that out. Um, you guys have anything you guys are you guys are working on or doing right now? Nope. Anything you want to plug? Wish we were out there on the road, but uh, we'll uh, ramp it back up when they get back here to Boston. Joe Sway, you got you got a podcast out recently, no? Uh, no, the Isaiah Thomas interview. Yeah, Cedric Maxwell podcast. Check it out. Part two is out this week. Man, incredible stuff. Just those two clicking and going down memory lane, but really insightful yeah. stuff from Isaiah. And, of course, Max just lining them up with the best questions, man. Just a really great sit-down, which, of course, is why we had to make it a two-parter. You know, So second one's out this week, so check it out if you haven't already. Are you going to make us like Isaiah? I mean – are we gonna come out of there like a little bit, yeah, a little bit. But you still, he, okay. he still a talks. Bit. His, there was his, a good thing on Jalen in there. His Pistons, you know, ish. So yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, great, great Jalen story in there as well. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Great stories. All right, everybody, check that out, and we will see you guys. Sign up at FanDuel.com/Boston and make every moment more on America's number one sports book.